Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Head over the Rangitike River, not far from the township of Mangaweka. Leave behind the magnificent Papa Cliffs and you enter the Kafato Valley. It's mostly sheep and beef hill country here, but the valley floor is also home to a large asparagus farm, which grew out of tragedy and kindness shown to the owners of Mangawaka asparagus, George and Diana Turney, when they first started out farming in the 1960s. We'll be cooking up some asparagus with them later, but first let's meet manager Sam Rainey and the men from Vanuatu here to work the harvest. The picking's done in the cool of the morning, and when I popped in, they were in the pack house, weighing and bundling the stems to be trucked off to supermarkets around the country. So you won't find better quality than that. And that's purely down to these exceptional guys that we have come and join us every How year. How many workers have you got? So we've got a team of 60 uh, Nivan workers this year from Vanuatu. Probably 80% returnees, which is, which, is, which is a big one for us. We're in full production by 15th of October, so um, they arrive in three groups. Some actually leave at Christmas, and then some stay through to uh, early February. So we start a little bit later, and, and we harvest a little bit later also. We pick into January to um, supply a, a market after Christmas that still wants asparagus, so we um, manage the crop as best as we can to be able to do that. My name is Glenn Toba. You're the man in charge of quality control. Yes. What are you looking for in the asparagus? Um, what I'm looking for here, I have to make sure all the weight um, from 255 grams to 265 grams. And I have to make sure that all the rubber bands are in the line. And even the tape, the tape position are also in the line. We try to sell the best so that we can earn more money here, so that all these boys, they're going to earn much more money when they get back home. So it's all about it looking beautiful? Yes, exactly. How long have you been here? I've been here 11 years. 11 years? Yeah. Glenn's a, yeah, he's a master and he's exceptional in everything he does. So he's, he's up front here, he's a QC, check weighing bunches. We are ensuring that uh, speed diameter is um, within spec, so you want similar sized spears within the bunch so they cook relatively evenly presentation's a big one um, we come to the market, we arrive to the market a little bit later when when the earlier growers are in full swing and our quality has to be spot on so we, we really try and focus on producing a a premium bunch because um, you're missing that first kind of delight at the first asparagus of the season exactly and there's a you know, those earlier growers they get a premium for that and, and the market goes crazy over that early season stuff we arrive to the market when actually there's a heap on around and then you find now that asparagus is, is really good value it's, it's, it's great buying so here in the in the valley the Kafato Valley it's a long way from anywhere. What do the, the guys think when they come here? Yeah, they want to earn money, 
and when they live back here, they save a lot of money when they away from this, the town. Some of these boys, they build um, permanent houses, and some of them, they buy lands in Vanuatu, and some of them, they're getting married. They come here, work, they go on. And most of the boys, they pay school fees. I've heard that many of the workers are able to build concrete homes to make their, their villages more resilient to cyclones, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so some, of, some of these boys, when they go back home of the seventh man, uh, they bring back home about um, 12,000 New Zealand dollars or 15,000 New Zealand dollars. And when they change to Vatu, it's about 900 Vatu and yeah, 1 million Vatu. And how much does it cost to build a house? Uh, it's about um, 500,000 Vatu or maybe less. Yeah. So they could build almost two houses? Yes. Do some of them set up businesses? Yes, um, most of these boys, they do business, like retail shops, like buying copra. And what about you? What do you do with your money? Uh, I build my permanent house, and I do a retail shop in there, yeah. And you go back for how many months a year? Um, this year, I do seven months. Uh, yeah. This is a long time away from home. Yes. Did you miss your family? You must do. Yes, I really miss them, but yeah. How do you keep in contact? Oh, by phones. Yeah, we use um, what they call emo. It's an app that uses emo, and we can chat. And are all are all the guys here on the phone at night? Yes. Talking yes. to their families. Yes. Not more than 11 p.m. Yeah, because. Next day we have to walk. Okay, my name is Abby Seymour. I've been about 15 years now working in Mankawekka Asparagus. I just love this place. It's nice and warm. People are here friendly. On your days off, what do you do? Uh, we just slip in and go down the river and catch a fish we can. Uh, especially just go hang around in the river, have a swim when it's hot. And, yeah. It's a bit chilly for what you're yeah. used to, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what did you think was strange when you first came? Um, and, and what did the guys... Uh, we, we never eat cheese in Vanuatu. Nah, no cheese in Vanuatu, though. That's Do you like it? Uh, well, I've been in years and years now. I like it. It's good. And fish. You must and be fish. missing your fish. Fish. We never eat the fish we eat in Vanuatu here. No. You miss it? We miss fish. And the thing is, we don't eat much meat in Vanuatu, but in New Zealand we do eat meat, chicken. And most of the boys, they just get sick of chicken and meat too, so they just love fish. They're <laughs> yeah. desperate for meat. Yeah. But you have your music, and yeah. the music is a big thing. Yeah, it's a big thing that brings back what they have done in Vanuatu, like go around with your friends, enjoying time with music. So music is one of the things that helps them to make them feel at home.
Mangaweka asparagus produces about 220 to 250 tonnes of asparagus every season, off 70 hectares. Sam Rainey is in his ninth season managing the farm. This is really fertile, free-draining soil, and that's what asparagus needs. It's, it's a, a stony silt loam yeah, on, on, a, on a river terrace. Um, the, the key really is you don't want a, a heavy soil that's going to, where the plant's going to sit uh, wet and, and, and that's when it comes to soil-borne diseases. We get rain through summer, which is a big one. So, so you've got good climate, good soil. Yeah, exactly. And we're a bit later, our spring's a bit later, so you've got to be either producing early or producing late to make any money in this industry. Obviously there's still a big period in the middle where you get 80% of your production um, and you have to continue to harvest that block to be able to pick it into January. So either harvest it or you, or you knock it off, keep knocking it off. So it's a combination of that to, to get into January. Um, this block is five years old, so lasts anywhere from sort of 12 to 15 years. First we'll plant seedlings and then leave it for three years while it establishes. Once it's in production from year four on, you're picking it anywhere from 60 days right through to over double that. And it year. just keeps on popping up. So there's a plant every uh, 200 mils, 175 mils I think in this block and every plant may produce 10, 15 spears over a, over a period. So that crown which sits under the soil produces new buds and, and that's what those spears are, those, those new shoots, and that's what we're harvesting. Yeah, on a hot day they can grow, crikey, there's all sorts of numbers thrown around, but you, you can see it growing behind you nearly. It's so. so the guys will go down every row, every row. constantly? That's right, so... Keep um, on coming back over the same road. Yeah, we cover the same ground every day. So, And it's all hand harvested? It's all hand harvested. So basically you've you got a hip bucket um, and, and a picking knife and you're picking to length, so you're just picking the long spears. Um, so, for example, this one here, that's going to be good tomorrow. Um, and that one, actually. Um, this one is probably two days away. It'll be there tomorrow, there the next day. How has this season been so far? Um, well, price-wise, it's been terrible. It's been about as bad as I've seen it in my nine seasons, I think. Um, and that's essentially just a, an oversupply and well, a combination of an oversupply and lack of demand. Consumers just haven't been there. We're hearing from the retailers that sales are back on where they were this time last year, and, and that's at the same retail point. So right now, the, it's come right back. You know, we're, I think it was. There's stores that were selling two bunches for four bucks, so that's good value in anyone's eyes. I, I, I are, you, are you making any money? Uh, no, we're not. At, look, we're not at that, and the market always bottoms out um, when when all the all the growers in New Zealand are in are in production, are in full production. But this year, we've it's just overlapped a whole lot more. Waikato are a bit late starting; they flushed a bit later, and we we were probably a little bit earlier. So there was more of a peak there than than we would have liked. Yeah, I mean, we're going backwards right now. Is it worth picking all the asparagus then for we? No, well, you, you don't. You, you, you really limit what you what you harvest. So essentially you, you pick for the sales that you have and you also have to look at the longer-range forecast and factor in perhaps if there's a cooler temps coming and you can hold a little bit of stock over and that sort of thing. So, so it's, a, it's a constant... Balancing act. It, it is, really. And you talk about the consumer demand being lower. Why is that? Well, we're told it's a cost of living um, and there's better value in other vegetables um, that, that, that's what 
we have been told as scrolls. But look, it's I, I, as I say, it's right now asparagus is really good value. Um, it's fresh. I mean, every day we're harvesting and we're sending out every day. So um, it, it's what's really important is, important is that it's turning over. So where we get a little bit frustrated is perhaps the market gets a bit blocked up, the supply chain gets a bit blocked up, and that value doesn't get passed on to the consumer as quickly as it should. So every day that it's not selling, it's sort of backing up. How are you going to encourage more consumers to eat more asparagus? Um, as, a, as the industry, the asparagus uh, industry body has got a, a big promotion this year, actually. It, it, it's, it's, we're sort of throwing the kitchen sink at it. All you have to do is buy two bunches of asparagus over the next five weeks. We're giving away five grand travel voucher. So as, as an industry, that's that's huge for us. We're also um, brought produce departments on board and we're giving away prizes to the a produce department that's got the best display, turning over the stock and most creative. So we're trying to target it at that side and, and also consumers. So it's been a real challenge to get it out there. How did you get into asparagus growing? I grew up a K up the road, actually, so... We were, um, yeah, I suppose, family friends, George and Diana Turney. Um, I picked it, school holidays, and George rang me probably 10 years ago now and said, do you want a job? So, and, it, and it so happened that we could, we could make it work. So I dragged my girlfriend at the time down here and now my wife. And we have three kids and it's, it's, it's been great. We've, we live in a great community. And Are you eating asparagus every night? at this time of year? Um, well, the answer is yes, of course. What about your kids? Are they eating it? They do. They don't have a choice, unfortunately. But, but they, no, they actually do like it. So they go, so. oh, no, not asparagus <laughs> again. <laughs> no, they, they, they do like it. It's, it's about getting it, cooking it. Like, not, not overcooking it, sorry, getting it right. And, and it's really it's pretty easy to do that. How long do you cook your asparagus for, George? Not anything. We just drop it into boiling water, and when it comes back to the boil, we take it out. So it's all it is is blanched. George and Diana Turney are the owners of Mungaweka Asparagus. Their house overlooks the asparagus paddocks, and they eat it twice a day during the season. We first of all break off. Snap off the ends. Yep. And... And they make that sound, it means they're fresh. Yeah, it is. Beautiful and fresh, and then when the water comes to the boil, and because we're frugal in English, uh, those would always be made into soup. The ends. <laughs> the ends. Yes. <laughs> George grew up on a chicken farm in England, and as a young man, about 60 years ago, he joined a mate who had a plan to drive to New Zealand. They got as far as Singapore. To cut a long story short, George ended up making New Zealand his home, with Diana working on a sheep and beef farm just over the hill. But tragedy struck when, with four young children, their house burnt down in the middle of the night. Local friends and family came to their aid with goods and money, enough for them to buy a farm in Northland, which set them on their way. They eventually came back to Rangatike and planted their first asparagus here 25 years ago. Why asparagus? Because one of the biggest issues you have with growing vegetables is labour. And I've enjoyed employing labour. I've enjoyed helping people. A very interesting looking back over those years of the people that we've helped in this district, um, 
get on their feet by learning to work and have a work attitude. And uh, even then, of course, we moved from the local people as well as having backpackers, uh, which we've built up relationships all over the world with these, and we've been to weddings and all sorts of things all over the world. So we became, so really, it was the employment of people that gave me the satisfaction. And now I look at it is that I know that there's 60 staff that you've seen in the pack house today that are making a living off a block of land that used to not even feed a couple as a sheep and beef farm. They both went off the farm, the previous owners, to earn money. And now we have a full-time manager and 60 other staff earning a living, a good living, um, off it. I was given the opportunity when I came to New Zealand to work and to make good money, uh, and I'm pleased to say I've done the same for the people. And don't forget, when you lose a house and a f all, your own, all your material things in life and the community come to your aid, I'm very pleased to give back. Diana, yes. what has the connection with Vanuatu meant for you? They, Vanuatu and the Nivans, as we call them, are such loving, friendly, smiling people that they're a pleasure to, um, to have working for you. That not only that, they are hard workers and appreciate the opportunity, the, the accommodation we have, and the thing... Even when we've done the coconut press, we, were, we went to um, Vanuatu to investigate so they could have uh, an industry, of them, you know, while they're not with us. Uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's all enriching for us. It's, it's a win-win for, uh, for, for them and for us, yeah. Um, and, we, and we don't feel we have that employer-employee relationship. We feel... Uh, that they're really our friends and part of our family, really. The Turnies say it's great to have the team back after the tough COVID years, although this year is tough too with oversupply. It breaks your heart to see a tractor driving out there mowing it off. Um, I think we've mowed off pretty well the whole farm at some stage. We tried not to flood the market, but we still have 60 staff to be out there to pick. We still have 60 staff that have to be paid. What about the export market? Well, we tried that last year. Um, very difficult with the transport side of it. Transport has become much more expensive and less reliable since COVID. We got it to Singapore and it had already gone, gone off. And until we get, can find a very reliable way of doing it, and we're working on that all the time, that is the issue. So what is the future then for the crop? I think there's a future. I think there will always be a future because there is a, a, a percentage of the New Zealand population that love to eat asparagus, love to have it fresh, and they're very discerning. And I believe as long as we don't flood the market and the supermarkets do their job in keeping it fresh on the shelf and don't flood too much onto the shelves and just keep moving it on and, and just put enough out for the market every hour or something like that. And that's how it's got to be done. But, it's, but that has a cost to the supermarket. 
it's, labour's a big issue and it's finding people that have a passion towards it. There we go, onto a platter and it's done. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then garlic and butter is a really good... There's always lots of garlic. Yes. Organic garlic. Yeah. Grown locally. We get a, a wad of butter and we pull it through the butter, the hot asparagus, and that just coats it nicely with the butter. The hollandaise sauce I like as well, but really it overpowers the lovely tender sweet taste of asparagus. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, that we wrap it in bacon, mm -hmm. and and then we have a few wines beforehand, so our taste buds are stuffed up even more. <laughs> no, no. I and, have I have an amazing recipe, which is uh, sliced. Aspar um, slice asparagus, <clears throat> sun-dried tomato oil in the pan first, pop in your sliced um, at an angle, your asparagus, your, then your uh, sun-dried tomatoes, just chopped up, and then just as it's all finishing, I put in sliced mushrooms, and then we have a lovely Christmas uh, dish, red, green, and white, and it is delicious. And indeed it was, George and Diana Turney in their kitchen in the Carfato Valley. George says they've also investigated canning to deal with oversupply, but that hasn't proved feasible. They're living by the mantra, fresh is best. And you can find the Turneys at the Fielding Farmer's Market promoting this season's crop and a new dried product which they swear by for asparagus flavour all year round. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.